Welcome to this green church. We're a Christian community on a mission to raise saviors, believers that are righteous and supernatural, to succeed, lead, and have transformational societal impact. Join us every Sunday at 9 a.m. and Wednesday at 6 p.m. to be a part of this amazing service. Be blessed as you listen. This morning we receive from you, Jesus, a fresh feeling of your spirit. A fresh feeling this morning, a fresh feeling of your spirit. You shake us, you shift us. Hallelujah. Take us higher, take us further. Oh, glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. This morning, our topic is from what? Survivors to deliverers. Hallelujah. Everything you have been through has brought you this moment. Everything you have been through has brought you to this moment. Some cost, you know, by the interplay of sovereignty and human choices. Everything you have been through has brought you this moment. Some cost by the interplay of sovereignty, divine providence, and also human choices. Some of them totally by human choices and the frailties of men. Some good, some great, some bad, and some annoying. But everything you have been through is usable. Everything can be weaponized by you through God for maximum impact in purpose. Everything you have been through is usable. Hallelujah. Jeremiah 1, 4 to 10. Jeremiah 1, 4 to 10. It's a good morning. Hallelujah. Are we there? Jeremiah 1, from verse 4 to 10. One to go, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Verse 5. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Alas, sovereign Lord, I said, I did not know how to speak. I am too young. Seven. But the Lord said to me, do not say I am too young. You must go to everyone I send you and to say whatever I command you. Verse 8. Do not be afraid of them. Why? For I am with you and will rescue you, declares the Lord. Verse 9. Ah, and touched my mouth and said to me, I have put my words in your mouth. Verse 10. See, today I appoint you over nations and kingdoms to uproot and tear down, to destroy and overthrow, to build and to plant. So go to Jeremiah. Before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. 
Before I became something, my mother's womb, God knew me. Meaning that my formation, my formation in my mother's womb was not a mistake. My formation there was not a mistake. We might have mistakes as parents, but not as kids. It might have been unplanned. Amen. Unplanned kids. Who can relate? I can relate. That they did not plan me doesn't mean that God did not know me before I was formed in my mother's womb. So I'm one of those children where, you know, their parents tried everything to make sure that you don't come. And nothing worked. Amen. I'm fifth of six children. So you know that they did not, they did not plan to have six kids. Okay, not, to have, not even talk about five. Okay? They tried everything, but the love was too strong. The love was too strong, and the weather too cold. Hallelujah. But before I was formed in that womb, God knew me and ordained me. So there was a plan that guarded my formation. He preordained me for a purpose. So that purpose, you know, affected my formation. Because before I was formed, he knew me. Meaning that he formed me with knowledge of me. Who I am, what I'm to do. He formed me deliberately. So there is a before. There is a before that made your formation. Your story as a prequel. So that your, your, your formation, your design is with a prequel in mind. Hallelujah. And, you know, Jeremiah told God, again, God, why me? I don't even know, know, know how to speak and I am only a child I ask myself why does God behave like this yesterday I asked him why do you behave like this why don't you heal people before you begin using them why do you call them where they are, unfit, not ready, too young, unskilled, no charisma. Like, God, why do you behave like this? Because I can relate. Why, why, do you do, why do you do like this? And he says it's because your story as is, is usable. Your story, all its parts are usable. The ones you like, the parts you dislike, the ones that really annoy you. God, of all the men in this world, why is this the father 
you gave me to. Of all the homes, why this house? They can even barely feed. You now added me to their concerns. But if God knew you before you were formed, it means that he put you exactly where you must be. You don't have to like it yet. It means that he put you in your country. He put you there. Because before you were formed, he knew you. So it's deliberate action. It's not random. It's not a game of, you know, it's not a game of, you know, fastest spam. No, 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 no. God made it happen. Before. So, there are parts of your life that is direct action of providence. Providence made it happen. So God saw the situation of the world and said, you are the one that should go to go through that family, <laughs> uh, to go to that mother that you don't really like, that frustrates you. God said it is you that will go now for this purpose through that channel to that country. Before you were born, he knew you. Hallelujah. So your genetic makeup is not random. Before you were born, he knew you. Help us this morning, Jesus. A story has different parts, we know, right? A story has, you know, sometimes a prequel that gives, you know, the new story a background. That gives sometimes its themes and its characters. Sometimes even gives it its meaning, its purpose. All right? A story has a theme, a purpose. Abby, you don't write just write random stories. A story has a theme. It has characters, all right? Characters, you know, you have your parents, your grandparents, you have your president. Yeah. Every story has characters, okay? And it has a main character or main characters, okay? And as a setting, the world in which the story takes place, the world in which the story takes place, all right? It has a plot. Okay, things that happen, you know, in the story. You did this, person did that, and that did that, you know. Yeah. So, so with this in mind, okay, you'll find that your life is a real-time story. Your life as a prequel. What happened before you were born that made it such that God had to send you? Again, every story is a deliberate writing. Do you understand? So, there are things that happened before you were born. Things that happened around your birth. There are God's plans for generation. All those things together that formed this prequel of your life. And that prequel made it so that you had to come through that family, through that father, into that country for a purpose. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. So I'll show us, you know, how God turns survivors into deliverers. That your story is unique. Your story is your story. Is your story. The good part, 
The bad part, everything is your story. All right? The planned part, the planned events, the details of your story. You know, everybody has details. You know, stories have details, okay? You know, it's meant to go to here. That mistakenly went here. It now looked lost here. It now came, you know, even the details are used for God, you know, in your story. Now, when you begin to take, you know, when you begin to own your story, this is my story, and I will write it well. Hallelujah. Then you find power in what you have been through. You find strength. You find purpose in what you have been through. That you decide one day to stop living, you know, anyhow. Okay, that now I've come into my own character and I will use it. All right. Galatians 1, 15 to 16. Galatians 1, 15 to 16. Galatians 1, 15 to 16. Paul talking about when God set him apart from Moses' womb, okay, and then called him by his grace. All right? Now, when you look at Paul's story, Paul's prequel, he probably doesn't, didn't understand what was happening. That God already planned that in Paul's time, Messiah will come. Now, Paul did not know that. His friends did not know that. They didn't know any of those things, okay? But God was working his own plan in one part that would shape Paul's life in another part. Again, you might not know your prequel, okay? But all this comes together to make for your story. All right? So he didn't know that God would come, you know, in the flesh, in his own time. He did not know the part he would play. He just knew that, okay, he was born to a father that was, you know, Jewish and um, Greek and, and Roman. Okay, so he had two citizenship. He didn't know how that would affect his life. No. Born to a family that, that was elite, elite family, okay, where he could study and really go into studies of, 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 the, of the Hebrew culture, the Hebrew religion, and become a lawyer of lawyers, okay? He didn't know, he didn't know all that had to play with anything that was happening, you know, in God's grand plan. He was just living his everyday plan, everyday life, the way, you know, the way he met it. Hallelujah. So that there are things that God is doing in your world that you play a part in. Hallelujah. Are we still together? Are we still, are we still together? You know, even at the time when, you know, Paul, you know, the Messiah came, he suffered, he died, rose again, you know, stuff like that. The church began. Paul did not know. Paul was just being his regular Jewish self. He went about killing believers. Now, so even in his stupidity, God still had a plan. That even in his mistakes, God still saw purpose. He was called by God before he was born to be a minister, right? But even at his time of stupid detour, not just a detour, he had a very far one where he was killing people that God sent him to, to be a part of. But guess what? God used it. In Timothy, the Bible says that, that God thought that in me, the worst of sinners, his grace would show that even in his biggest mistakes, he could see it for God's glory. He could weaponize for God's glory. To tell someone and say, okay, you have made serious mistakes, right? I have. God took me, accepted me. I'm a prophet now. You have hope. And he gets my point. So even the details of his life, his life's worst mistakes were usable weapons in the hands of God. What is God telling you? Everything is usable. The ones that brought you shame, the ones that hurt you, everything can be weaponized. 
Glory to Jesus. You know, our, our assignments have unique flavors that are from our personal experiences. Take that in. Our purposes, our assignments have unique flavors that are from our personal experiences. That's your unique story. It's what makes your own calling unique. There can be 30 million prophets, but you find your own unique space in the world because you have a unique story. You know, when people go for, go to pitch to investors, they ask them, why are you the one for the idea? Why are you the one for this idea? What is it about you that will make me, you know, believe that you will do this? For some, it's their skill, their bag and their exposure, right? For some, it's just that they have suffered in that particular area. So I now know that this guy has pain, they will not give up on me. He will go to the length to get it done. So you get my, I get my point here. So that your unique flavor in your assignment is from your personal story. This is why I have to do this. I get my point here. For me, it's personal. Do you understand? Your unique story makes your unique assignment. Glory to Jesus. But looking too serious, but it's fine, I'll take it. Ah. Alright. Second Corinthians 1 4. Second Corinthians 1 4. Second Corinthians 1 4. Talking about God, okay? Who comforts us in all what? In all our troubles. So that what? We can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. Hallelujah. That you can let God recognize what you have been through for somebody else. Oh, guys, I went through so and so and so. So this is why I will pour out my heart in you to make, make sure you don't go through the same mistakes. Hallelujah. So I, best of pastors are real people. I've been there before. Ah, I failed there before. Yeah, that didn't work also. So I get... Are you feel? I'm talking to you, talking to you from what I've been through. It's not, just, not, not that what I read or what I heard is, guy, I feel what you feel. I can remember one time, one of us came to me back then, 2017, I said, Pastor, Pastor, um, pray for me. You know, um, I think about sex. I'm like, oh boy, me and you too. <laughs> we are in this together. Hallelujah. <laughs> okay, let's go back to serious conversation. <laughs> Amen. Everybody, every man thinks Abi, about sex. We'll now bind the thoughts. We'll now bind it. Amen. We'll now I'm not looking at this keyboard. Oh. We'll now we'll now bind the thoughts. We all get to bind the thoughts. Amen. We all get to bind the thoughts. Dating men, we bind the thoughts. Amen. Hallelujah. We bind the thoughts. We cast and rebuke it. Amen. Who doesn't bind here? You're not buying I'm worried about you. means you are doing it. <laughs> Amen. She just comes to you looking so good. Just not giving you problems. I was, I was so glam, so fine. And she's like, oh, my boy. I'm like, oh, God, hey. Women <laughs> <laughs> can be mean. They don't know they are being mean. Oh, my man. Kayoshiba. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> Hallelujah. Luke 22. 31 to 32. So we all, we all bind the thoughts. So keep binding, guys. Keep binding. Keep binding. See, you might like this and husband next week. Keep binding. When you marry, no more binding. Just glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Okay. 
Want to go? Bori, are you catching the anointing for marriage? All right. Want to go? Simon, Simon. Satan has asked to sit all of you as wits. But I have prayed for you, Simon, that your faith may not fail. And when you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. So that your unique situations, they are accepted by God. That when you come out of it, or when you are moving out of it, you are going out, somebody, going out of it with people in your hands. Hallelujah. Are we still together this morning? Let's look at Moses' life, okay? I like this story so much. Exodus 1, okay? Moses is, you know, is prequel. You know, Israel, you know, Jacob and his children had gone to Egypt. They went there and it was God's will to go there. Okay? Because they went there to be, to be delivered from famine, okay, through Joseph and his, you know, and Joseph's plan to um, preserve them in famine. So they got there, they multiplied, all right? And don't forget, that God had already told Abraham beforehand, okay, that your people will go to Egypt. They will now become slaves there. Was it God's plan? Maybe not. Maybe, that's, not the, that's not the issue right now. Okay? But that it will happen. They will be slaves there. Okay? But they will come out. Now, Moses did not know any of this part. He didn't know any of it. Alright? But they were there in Egypt. So a, a king now came that did not send Joseph. You know, after many years of, you know, kings have come, kings have gone. A king now comes like, send Joseph. Who is Joseph? I don't send him. People are trying to forget their history. I, I don't send, see them. Why are there so many here, Israelites? Why are they so, and Israelites are so annoying. They are many and strong and resourceful. Amen. They make more money in your country. They make more money than you, they are making in your country. And like wondering, okay, what's happening here? If you don't take, if you don't, if you're not careful here, these guys will own the land. It can be threatening some people. What did they do? Let's make them slaves. That's the energy. Let them used to work for us and build our country. So you think that will make, make everything okay. But the more they used them, the more they produced. What the people? So unstoppable. So they said, okay, no, we happen now. No, we happen. When, you know, they are giving birth, kill the males. Kill the males. Kill the males. And, you know, people say that maybe it's a lie. This Hebrew birth thing is a lie or not. But maybe not call it a lie. Why would you not call it a lie? So it looks as though the midwives could have, could have killed them if they wanted to. But also true that they better quickly, fast, sharp. Both can be true at the same time. Check it. Both can be true. People try to explain Bible. Just leave it alone. Both, in that, when you read those verses, both can be true. So they tried, the plan was to kill them, while, but they gave birth quickly also. They were unstoppable. Even in crisis, they still had that glory of God upon their lives. Have you been there before? Where some things don't look well, but some things look well. Hallelujah. Some things are not working, but some things are working so easily. I'm wondering, God, can we copy the grace here and paste it? <laughs> Hallelujah. That even in crisis, you will know there is oil. There is oil. Oh, yeah. On my head. Hallelujah. God is faithful. Right, so the king asked them again and said, You are not killing these guys. What, what's happening here? And they told the king, Okay, they give birth father. Okay, okay, good. King now said, Okay, when they give birth to males, throw the males inside the river. 
Wow. People are crazy, man. You think our world is bad? <laughs> Amen. I think you saw real slavery. Well, slavery was bad, right? But come on, they were killing. Throw the children into the river and keep the females. Exodus 2. Exodus 2. So this is Moses' prequel. This is the setting that formed his birth. This is why he came. God's plan for Israel. Number one, God's eternal plan that will come in Christ, number one. God's plan for Israel. Okay, the slavery they were in, the way they were killing male children is what formed Moses' coming. Let's go together. Now a man of the tribe of Levi married a Levite woman. And she became pregnant and gave birth to a son. This would have been good news. Would have been good news. But now it's bad news like, oh boy, oh God, oh God, oh God is a boy. I prayed for a girl. I don't, I don't have to kill my child. I don't have to kill my child. So this was not good news. It wasn't good news. Oh, it wasn't good news. But I've cried. And she pushed at the child and like, it's a boy. It's a boy. To ah, God had done a strong thing. God, I really prayed. I fasted. I cried to you. And I told you, God, let this child be a girl. God, are you saying I will throw my child into, into the river? Have you been there before? When what you prayed for did not show up? You prayed for it. You wanted a particular job. You did everything. But that did not come. Another one came. Like, God, really? Well, we prayed for this thing. I, I, I cried to you over this thing. I sowed seed. Sometimes God is at play. There is a grander plan at work. So when she saw that he was a fine child, she hid him for three months. So... Look at this. God had to send Moses through parents crazy enough to be Pharaoh. That we meant enough to consider the idea huh, of disobeying Pharaoh. Number one. Number two, that we such a fine child that will make our dear. This child is special. It just feels different. I just, don't, I, I just feel like Moses didn't know any of this. But his prequel shaped his formation, chose his parents, chose, chose his outlook, his, his appearance. Even the way he cried, we'll say that later, that even the way he cried was ordained by God. Because the way he cried made Pharaoh's daughter to say, that child, let's keep him. Do you understand? So she hid him for three months. All right? Let's go. When she could hide him no longer, she got a papyrus basket for him, coated it with sour and peach, 
that you place the child in it and put it among the reeds along the bank of the Nile. So she didn't even turn to the water. She put him, you know, she put him at the bank in a special, you know, um, carrier. All right? Verse 4. His sister stood at a distance to see what would happen to him. So even in the he had faith that this child, there is something about this child, there's something about this particular boy. So they stood to watch with this child that is special, with this beast end, so they stood to watch what would happen. Verse 5. Then, 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 why was she ah, that came then? Why not Pharaoh's sons? Why not the wicked Pharaoh's daughter? Why do want the heart and the conscience? Why the one that would dare also to disobey her father? She did not, mostly not, not know any of this, okay? But providence was at play. All right? So, yeah, then Frotella went to the now to bath. And at times we're walking by the river bank, okay? She saw the basket among the reeds, set her female slave to get it. Verse 6. She opened it and saw the baby. He was crying. And she felt sorry for him. This is one of the Hebrew babies, she said. Verse 7. Look at this. Then he started just ran there to Pharaoh's daughter. And asked, okay, shall I go get one of the Hebrew women to nurse the baby for you? Wow. An Hebrew woman to nurse a Hebrew baby. They were vetting Pharaoh as in steady. The thought of it. You want Pharaoh's daughter to be nursing, you know, an Hebrew son. All right? So the plan was that, okay, um, she would take the son and help, her, and help Pharaoh's daughter to nurse the son. Hide him somewhere for the time being. For me. It's my child, though. Pharaoh's daughter's child, okay, but help me. You know, so the mother became foster mother. Verse 8. Yes, go. And, uh, so she went and got the baby's mother. Woo, glory to Jesus. Verse 9. Let's go together said to her, take this baby and nurse him for me. I, I will pay you. So the woman took the baby and nursed him. God was at work. Moses did not know it. God was at work. Verse 10. When the child grew older, she took him to Pharaoh's daughter and he became a son. She named him Moses, saying, I dream out the water. You did not dream out of the water. We put him there for you. So imagine this moment. She now had to give a child to Pharaoh's daughter. Pain, right? To watch your child. She was now asking herself, things have been better when just, you know, I've known nothing for so long. And now I have to, to watch him go. In all the pain, God was at work. Moses went from being nursed by his mother to living in Pharaoh's house 
Moses knew his story by this time. So, so because there's no way, remember Jabba at one point, Jabba, that Moses, you are now grown, you are now 17. I, I can tell you your life story. Your mother is not really your mother. Action film. You know, Moses, I am your mother. This is what and what happened. So imagine the pain of leaving your mother to go and stay with Pharaoh. All right. Glory to Jesus. So imagine living in Pharaoh's house. Some people have known that this guy dresses like an Egyptian, but his accent is Hebrew. So they must have liked and hated him. Someone have liked him. Someone have hated him. Like Pharaoh's daughter, here, you are not seen an Hebrew child with Pharaoh's resources. So the same are like you, your day will come. Hallelujah. So he belonged without belonging there. He could not go to his house. He could not go back home. He could not enjoy where he was. Christ is right. But in all that, God was working. He didn't like his story. I'm sure he didn't like his story. He didn't like his story. So he lived among enemies. Glory to Jesus. So, next, what happened next? So, he now, he grew. And he now saw an Egyptian person beating an Israelite. He went there. Nobody was watching. Beat the guy. Killed him and buried him. <laughs> so, even without knowing, his calling was talked to. It was a deliverer. Without knowing, his calling was speaking. I know what it means to know my calling before I heard my calling. You just know that feeling of, this is who I am. How do you know? I, I don't know. But when, when, I, when I just see myself, this is what I see. Glory to Jesus. So the next day again, he saw two Hebrews fighting. And as, as you know, his calling was speaking. So when I wanted to go and meditate, why are you guys fighting each other? And they told him, who, look at this, look at this. Who made you a ruler and judge over us? God did before he was born. His calling was speaking. I've been telling people call who you are, even before you know who you are. So in my secondary school, I was, the, I was not the church guy. But people call me pastor, I'm like me, pastor. <laughs> but calling, Oman Rularanyo, it just, because mm, before you were born, God knew you. He ordained you. You might forget, right? But it still smells around you. <sighs> Glory to Jesus. So, you know, Knowing this, he knew that the word has heard that he killed an Egyptian. So now, he had to run because Pharaoh was after him to kill him. He now heard, he now came to tell Pharaoh, Pharaoh, this matter is 20 years old, 20 years old, 20 year old matter. Your daughter took an Hebrew child, nursed him in your house at some point under your roof. Now this child has now killed an Egyptian. Pharaoh, this is on you. Like, eh? That child must die today. So yeah, he ran. And he went to Midian. So on his way there again, this deliverer guy that he is, just who he is, okay? He saw this guy, the priest, the priest, the priest's seven daughters, they came to water, you know. I'm telling you a story today, like I'm, I'm doing story time, it's fine. <laughs> so <laughs> they came to um, water, to water their sheep. And shepherds would come there and bully them, send them back. But Mr. Moses, the deliverer, went there and fought for them. He didn't know what he was doing this. He didn't know why. 
But it's just who Moses, it's just the calling on his life. He did not know the calling. So he helped them, fought of those shepherd guys, and fed their, fed, fed, you know, get them get water and stuff like that. In all this time, he did not know, but calling was speaking, purpose was speaking. God was at work in everything. So he stayed there, married, but married um, Zipporah, daughter of, um, of the priest. Okay, one of, one of the guys here, okay? While helping them, fell in love. Amen. Glory to Jesus. The Bible says, after a long time, after a long time of being a stranger in a foreign land, a stranger, you know, in Midian, he got married, okay, even had a child. After a long time, it would to have looked as though his life had become insignificant. Meaningless. He was now just doing shepherd boy for his father-in-law. His job was managing his father-in-law's business. For a guy, that, that, that's, a, that's not the coolest thing to do. Amen. To live working for father-in-law is not the, the biggest boast of your life. You are there feeding his sheep. So it's like what I felt meaningless. Insignificance. No purpose to this thing. Let's just leave, give birth to children, and when time goes, after a long time. Exodus 3. Exodus 2 first. Exodus 2, the last, last, um, last verses. Exodus 2. Are we still together? Oh. Glory to Jesus. Exodus 2. Okay, 23. 23. During that long period, or after a long while, okay, the king of Egypt died. That particular king died, okay? Let's go together. The Israelites groaned in their slavery and cried out, and their cry for help because of their slavery went up to God. 24, God heard their groaning. Remember this covenant with Abraham, with Isaac? He didn't forget, okay? Just speaking language of men, okay? That God, God never forgot. Okay? God, God always had a plan to rescue them, okay? 25, so God looked on the Israelites and was concerned about Exodus 3. Exodus 3. Now, on a regular day, okay, another day working his father, working his father-in-law's, you know, um, shop, okay? <laughs> Want to go. Now, Moses was standing in the flock of his father-in-law, Jethro, okay, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the what? Of the wilderness and came to Oreb that will now become the mountain of God. It wasn't then. What happened after here made it called the mountain of So on a regular day, while doing the work in his hands, while doing excellently with nobility, the work in his hands, that you do what is in your hand right now excellently. I'm not saying it's purposeless. It has no meaning. I don't know my purpose. I don't like my job. I don't like my career. I don't like my course. Uh, so I just, just, just lazy about. I just, uh, no, no. While doing the work in his hands, well, 
he walked into something. Verse 2. There, 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 doing his current job well. There, there, schooling well. There, being a good staff at work. There, I hate the job. It's meaningless. I'm not, I'm, I'm not fulfilled. It's not who I am. Uh, but there, there, while doing what's in your hands well. There. All right? Then the Lord met him, appeared to him in flames of fire. From within a bush, Moses saw that though it was on fire, it did not burn up. Verse 3. So Moses thought, I'll go over and see this strange sight. Why the bush does not burn up. When the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called to him, from within, within the bush. Moses, Moses. And Moses said, here I am. He did not know what his life was about to have a meaning. All he had gone through, his story was about to come together. On a regular day in his life, everything just began to come together. Why this happened? Why that happened? Why that one happened? Why is now a shepherd? Because now we now be shepherd of Israel. Everything was about to come together. He did not know it yet. Don't come anything that God said. Take off your sandals for the place where you are standing is holy ground. What God telling him? Moses, your life is about to change. So Moses, attitude, attitude. This is real. This is it. This is it. It's not about his shoes or not wearing shoes. That Moses' attitude, attitude, this is important. Your life is about to change. You have met God. You have met God of your fathers. Today he has met you. Verse 6. Then he said, I am, whoosh, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. At this Moses in his face because he was afraid to look at God like, okay, okay, this is it. Oh, God met me. Am I in trouble? Am I in trouble? I killed someone, you know. I killed somebody and ran away. Oh, am, am I, has it come to, to punish me? Am I, am I in trouble? See his voice. The bush was burning. I saw fire. The bush not born. Oh, this is too glorious. He was afraid. I need his face. Verse 7. Then the Lord said, I have in it seen the mystery of my people in Egypt. I have heard them crying out because of their slave drivers, and I am concerned about their suffering. Verse 8. So, look at this. So, I have come down. Rescue them from the chance. Let's go on. So bring them up out of that land into a good and spacious land. A land flowing with milk and honey. The home of the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Pezites, Evites, and Jebusites. And now, the crowd of Israelites has reached me, and I have seen the witches that are oppressing them. Verse 10. So now, go. I am sending you to Pharaoh. 
God said, I have come down to rescue them. But now, I'm sending you. I have come down to rescue them. But now, you go. I have come down to save them. But now, you go. It's you that we go. I have come down, but it's you that we go. It's you that we see. But I will be the one behind you. That God works for men, true men. That deliverer is a human being. The Savior has to be man. Take on flesh. So that the Savior of the world has to be men also. People must go in his name. That we can't just say they're praying, 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 praying. We can pray to drop dead, drop dead. If we don't go, nothing will happen. I have come down to save them. But now, Moses, you have got to work with Pharaoh. You will go. That God works for men. True men. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Verse 11. But Moses said to God, Who am I that you go to Pharaoh and bring Israelites out of Egypt? He did not yet connect to him that Moses, this is what your life has been all about. That your unique story is what makes you fit for this purpose. Your story is what makes Israel listen to you. Isn't that boy that did not kill, that his mother eat, okay? That boy that was now nursed by Pharaoh's daughter, that boy, let's hear him. That boy has something on his life. He has a unique story. Let's listen and see if what he says, you know, makes sense. His story gave him entry to the room. His story gave him entry into the room. His story is why it had to be him. Raised by Pharaoh, sent back to Pharaoh. It had, it had to be Moses. In verse 4, Moses, chapter 4, Moses told God chapter 4, that God sent somebody else. Again, like Jeremiah, I don't know, know how, how, how to, to, to speak that God of all the, the, the men, men in the world, why me? Can I ask God, why do we do like this? Why did he not heal him and then send him? But God says, I meet men where they are. I meet them on exile to give them purpose. I meet them in their families, in their weakness. When they begin to walk with me, the healing begins to happen. The healing comes in the process of walking with me. 2018, one day I tried to preach. I could not talk. That was bad. I was so fast. I was like telling, people, telling church, I'm sorry. Who can remember that day in church? Who can remember that day in church? I was like, I'm sorry. I could not talk. I could barely make, make, make out words. God, of all the men in the world, why me? Now I'm much better. We know, Abby. Walk with me. Walk with me. 
God meets men. Meets men where they are. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. I was hoping for that. Expecting that. God meets men where they are. It's in walking with God that things begin to come together. God, why me? God said, yes, you. I make men speak. I make men speak. Moses, go. I will help you. Moses now did own goal. That God, please, now says more. Okay, okay, just take Aaron. Meaning that I could have done this with you alone. You now chose to have Aaron. That was your call. It's fine, I'll do it, right? But I could have done this with you alone. God meets men where they are and calls them for his glory. And things only begin to make sense when you have that encounter with Jesus. Now, we won't all see burning bush like Moses. But there will be those days in your life when you know God is speaking to me. When you know God is speaking to me right now. When you know purpose is calling me. There's this deeper longing, this deeper yearning in my heart that God is speaking to me. That when God walks into a room, when he walks into your life, all your story begins to come together. Why daddy left? It didn't cost it right, but we use it. Daddy left me. Mommy died early. It didn't cost it, but it will use it. It, it, will, it will make the story make sense. To bring a unique flavor in that story. Well, I was raised by some people say those that do not like me. They don't like me. I went through hell. They still don't like me. They, 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 don't, they don't send me. And God says to you, your story will make sense. Those unique experiences will bring flavor to your life. It begins to make sense. When God walks into that room and brings your story to life. There comes a time in one's life when God walks into the room. When you walk into the room, everything changes. Living our faith this morning. When God comes into the room, it brings purpose from your pains. Purpose from your pains. Just ask Jesus right now. Ask to Jesus. Allow him to walk into that room. Allow him to walk into your story. And bring purpose from the pain. Purpose from that pain. God, why? Daddy died. Daddy left. Mommy left. Daddy not so rich. No, no, no. Daddy terribly broke. Not only broke, drunkard broke. Let God bring out from those story. Purpose. Meaning. Significance. Let God find you in exile. A place of no meaning. And bring out from it meaning and purpose. Your story. The past you liked. Past you hated. Past that bring you pain and shame. That from me can be better than a new day. Purpose. 
If you can pray the Holy Ghost. This one I believe for encounters. I believe for encounters with purpose, with destiny. That this for you is Mount Oreb. Mount Oreb, where God walks into your situation. This for you is Mount Oreb. It's Mount Oreb. Mount Oreb. You encounter God and your story comes to life. You need to see power in your story. Power in the pain. Strength in the crisis. right now that God is working on your heart on your emotions turning those pains into purpose turning the pain into purpose the pain into purpose it hurt you so bad though it grieved you though it hurt you God will use it though it broke you down now it will form you back Welcome Jesus in right now into that pain. Into your life to bring it purpose and meaning. Welcome Christ in. What you went through is for a reason. God did not plan it out. God did not ordain it. But God plans to use it. He didn't ordain the pain and the shame. But he plans to use it. Yes, you did your best. Your parents, he did all that, okay? But the pain, the suffering, the crisis, uh, the failures, you know, he didn't did, 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 did it, right? But he plans to bring us from it glory and purpose. He's going to use it. Help me, guys. Help me, guys. with meaning and purpose. Today, God has met you. Today, God has met you. Your life now has meaning. The life has purpose. Right now he's touching your heart. He's touching you 
with purpose, with meaning. Let's start to you now. Woo! Get out of the I'm not going to be able to do that. May not see a burning bush. We are at begins to burn with purpose and meaning. May not see fire. May not hear a loud noise. But right now your heart begins to burn with purpose. It begins now. Your heart begins to burn with meaning. With vision. With hope. It all begins to make sense. The mistakes begin to make sense. Yes, you messed up. But God will use it. That chance that you blew, God will use it. You goofed here, you goofed there. Succeeded here, but failed there. You had God there, but disobeyed Him here. He will use it. He will use it. He will use it. That pain will make meaning. From pain will come purpose. From shame will come glory. God will use it. We love you. We'll never stop. Can't leave without you. Jesus. Hallelujah. So now, I talk back about my life. As I did it, you know, look at, look at, my, look at, my, at my childhood. You know, fifth of six children. The one that came post wealth, daddy was rich before. I heard all the stories. I didn't see anything. Daddy had all this. He was all that. God intends to use it. I was a child that that not allowed to play. Is go and read your books, and they'll tell me, "You are not the neighbors. You are different from them." We have all the money, right? But we have dignity. We are different people. So now, I don't know peer pressure. I did not know what I was doing. But God was using it for a purpose in my life. So now, Mr. A did, Mr. B did. Eh, they did. If I don't hear God, man, I'm not moving, man. He didn't ordain the pain. But he plans to. Then it was painful. I want to play football and shout go. But daddy says, Stay here, read, you go, see you go. I was thinking about it. Look at my life right now. And it still feels a bit too far from the dreams I have. To myself, God, right now I'm 34. 35 this year. This is not what I thought my life 
would be now. I told God, God, I feel behind time. I feel behind time. And God spoke to me. So I can speak to you the same words right now. God spoke to me. He sang to me. He spoke to me enough. But God is so good, he sang it to me. In a dream, in a vision, he sang to me. I heard his tune. I heard his tune. He told me, he shall bring forth fruit in old age. Woo! He sang it. He sang it. No, no, no. If I only heard the, the word, I can say maybe my mind is playing games on me. But he now makes sure that I'll be sure that it's not random. He sang it to me. He shall bring forth fruit in old age. Meaning that my last, my, my, my future, the best of me is ahead of me. So even in old age, I'm still producing. Hallelujah. So, and to look for whatever verses in the scripture. Psalm 92, Psalm 92, verse 12 to 15, Psalm 92. Psalm 92, Psalm 92. Ah, that's, it's so good. God is speaking to you right now. Those of that feel behind time in achievement, in, in, in fulfillment, in a relationship. God is speaking to you right now. He calls you a palm tree. We're going to say it. Verse 12. The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. It shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. These two trees, they grow up to 120 feet, like 12-story buildings. Shall flourish like a palm tree. That you might look small right now, but oh boy, you are going high. You are going high. That you will flourish. Glory to you. You will flourish. Verse 13. Verse 13. Woo! Make it fast. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. Verse 14. They shall still bear fruit in old age. They shall be fresh. Woo! Verse 15. To declare that the Lord is upright. He's my rock and there is no... It says you will bear fruit in old age. It says you will be fresh and flourish. Meaning that, see, you will live long ago. Because these trees actually live very long. And you live long in health and flourishing. Your best days ahead of you. Your best days are ahead of you. The palm tree. Okay, I had to do a research on the palm tree. For the palm tree, everything, everything about the palm tree is the everything, everything is the, everything is the, the, palm, the, 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 the palm wine, the, the palm oil, the dates, everything about the palm tree is usable. God is telling me all your story. Every part is usable. The part that hurts me, that annoy me, everything is usable. Everything is usable. The pains, the tears, everything is usable. You might feel behind time now. We're going to catch up. It's going to make sense. This story is a story of flourishing. Of flourishing. Of impact. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Just wash it this morning. Power God is in the room. Just wash it. Wash it. Power God is in the room. 
Don't waste men. Don't waste men. Don't waste Don't waste Liana Matia Katala Paradagada. Ah, help me pray, Holy Ghost. Just catching. Just catching. Don't waste it. Just catching. Don't waste it. Catching, catching, catching. Leda Bali Katsuma Gidagi Siti Atebalada. Beniko Satali Kadaba. Prikutupra Namitegetes. Prita Gafari Tumatize. Mandi Kinabara Sinatina Matiasis. Mandele Katabra Sinatila. Beniko Sumatila Nimatigatasis. Oh, help me this morning. Oh, this story is nice. A story of grace. A story of favor. A story of peace and flourishing. Oh, the help of God. Help me this morning, guys. Help me this morning, guys. Catching. Catching on it. Catching on it. Catching on it. Kenya Tamate Kafara Susa. Metunati Amatela. Rakatela Paradabagasis. Inna Matia Mandigas. Di Paradagasis. Help me, help me, help me. Help me this morning. Lena Matia Namaga, just worship. Invite him in. Invite him in. Into that story. Many Namakato Paradis, Letabali, Ketabara Balakate. Lamutuga, Sinatina Mate. of grace. Tita kita pradiva pradoko pedeke fanate. Ah! Paradi makesutaya na bagasis. Lena Matela ne Malia na Matela de Gasu Matela na Matea. Is poison in the room? It's not about me touching you right now. It's poison in the room. Just key into it. 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 Healing power. Shifting power. Power of progress. Power of miracles, power of meaning. Matelani ata bagada fast. Metu katila priyata gada. Barada baget nelepo gos mate. Ah! Matelami niyokosa. Kena miti ana mate. Mato gos imanama. Matelami niyata gasu. Rada gasu belegelegelegelios. Rata gasu medegelegele. Matelaka gada. Marco Super Nagate, Rekatagara. Run to progress, run into progress, run into progress, run into progress. Lina Matiada Gadagada, Reko Super Lagada. It begins to make sense. It comes together. It comes together. Palatiga, Martina Matiada Bagata. Meko Super De Banana. Oh, don't slay me. Though it hurts me, I will use it. Brother God, so Brother God, this is your moment. It is your moment. 
It's your moment. It's your moment. It's your moment. You are online. It's your moment. You are online right there. It's your moment. It's your moment. It is your moment. It is your moment. It is your moment. It's 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 your moment. Look at me. Look at me. It's your moment. It's your moment. It's your moment. Meti akadabagada. It's your moment. 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 The brand new season. The brand new day. The pain makes sense. Kidiaka tamate. Rato koma talanata. Lepriaka tanikosa. Pegu tamate namate. Rika taladabagatasa. Oh, do you slay me? Do you slay me? He will use it. Do you slay me? He will use it. Do you slay me? He will use it. It will make sense. It will make sense. All the pains, the questions, the anxiety. It will make. It will make sense. To 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 make sense. It will make sense. It will make sense. And today is the day. It begins to make sense. Meaning that progress comes in that area. The delay. Ah! It will be worth it. It will be worth it. It will be worth it. As a man sent by God, I tell you assuredly, it is worth it. It is worth it. It is worth it. It is worth it. The story is beautiful. It is worth it. It will use it. Everything is usable. Everything is usable. Everything. Ah! Everything is usable. Everything. 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 The power of the Spirit. Martin, I'm a. I'm a. Woo! 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 It's fine. Woo! Look at me. Many cosmati gada. Martin, Adana. The Lord delivers them from them all. The Lord delivers them from them all. The Lord delivers the righteous from their afflictions. Kati Kappa! Brunata! Palm trees, the older they are, the better their fruits. The older they are, the sweeter their fruits. The older they are, the sweeter 
their fruits. The older the pantry is, the sweeter is fruits. God is telling you, you are not growing weaker. You are growing better. Your life is taking a turn for the best. The older the palm tree, the sweeter is fruits. Yes, you have been delayed. It's going to be worth it. It's going to be worth it. The palm tree grows long, upright, tall. Leaves long. The leaves, you get my point here? Leaves long. So you still have your best days ahead of you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Your best days ahead of you. You have a long life to live in peace and in prosperity. Your best days are ahead of you. The palm tree is beautiful. The palm tree increases the value of any property where it is, but almost times so sometimes. Your story is a story of beauty. Your story is a story of beauty. Everything is usable. The palm tree, its leaves are a sign of triumph. They are a symbol of triumph. Your story is a story of triumph. When you feel tempted to feel down and out, when every time time has passed you, oh, I to strike again another two years. COVID did one, 2020, 2020, I did two. When time is running out of, when time is running past, you are the palm tree. Your story will make sense. Everything is usable. Every part of your story is usable. Your life will make sense. What hurts you? What makes you fit for purpose? Where you suffered is where you are a deliverer. There's purpose in the pain. What you went through, what has made you uniquely fit for the assignment. God not cause the problems and the hardship, but he's going to use it. You allow him to use it. You allow him to use it. You allow him to use it. You work with God to write this story. But from today, you must own the story. This story is my story, and I will use it. I will use it. All of the story, I will use it. I will use everything. Then we regret all he showed me, we regret it. I will use everything to show him Shaggy. I will use everything. All the pains, all the worries, all the doubts, all the fears, all I've been through, I will use it. All my limitations, insecurities, all I hate about myself, I will use it. I will work it out to become good. I will now use it. Everything. <laughs> Everything. Everything. I will use everything. Glory to Jesus. Father, we thank you. In Jesus' name we have prayed. 
We hope you are blessed by that sermon, Chance to Growth and Global Impact. Feel free to contact us via our social media platform at This Green Church. And do join us every Sunday by 9 a.m. and Wednesday by 6 p.m. to be a part of our family. Remember, you are that Savior. You are light and life to your world.